This is Channel 253 Sports. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeldwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders B Team. Hey everybody, this is Steve and you are listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. How is everybody doing today? Who do we have in the room? Where are we? What's going on? Holy shit. Um, Rain FC, we are at Cheney Stadium at uh, on May 18th, just after the Rain FC victory over the Sky Blue FC. Where Do we ever figure out where they're out of? New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Wait, okay, not so like what city, York? like... No, well, it's, it's downstate actually New literally New Jersey. Okay, it's downstate. Yeah. downstate. The surprising part is not Kansas City. <laughs> right? That's what I thought yeah. it was. either like Toronto that, that or Kansas City. Yeah, that was FCKC. FCKC. And they don't exist. So in the National Soccer League, we're, we're dropping the women's from the from the framing because like nobody says it's the uh, major League Men's Soccer. I like this. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're, we're just in the future going to call it the National Soccer League, not the NWSL. Uh, not to discount the you know the power of women, but uh, it's uh, it's dumb. Well, it's just I, dumb. I've stopped saying I'm going to the Women's World Cup. I'm going to the World Cup in You're France. You're going to the World Cup in France. Yeah. Yep. yep. I've gone yep. the other way and I more talk about the Men's World Cup. Fair. Yeah. Oh, I but see. But I think it's an equivalent attempt. So the World Cup attempt. and the Men's World Cup. Well, it's the Women's World Cup and the Men's World Cup. Each <laughs> yeah. one gets labeled. Well, you I mean, may recognize some voices in the room <laughs> right now. Um, we are blessed by having the presence of uh, Dave and Carol from Hands Free Football. Hello, How are you guys hello. doing today? Doing good, doing good. I kind of enjoyed that sort of existential crisis you led in with. Oh my God, where are we? What's going on? <laughs> but I, but I will say, like one one group, I'll give credit because they had already established before anyone was really talking about like, do you want you know women as a qualifier? So we'll call it National Soccer League. Yeah. But the U.S. Men's National Team was always the U.S. Men's National Team. Oh, that's women's true. Women's National Team was always the U.S. Women's they have always team. made that distinction, and so, that's okay. That, so if I will, you're making the distinction, I will credit them for that. All right, fair enough, fair enough. And uh, how how do you like the women's chances in France this year? Uh, I mean, pretty. Well, good. well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I also want to introduce uh, Nate from Tacoma. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. Good to be in the yeah, studio. Or like uh-huh. en suite, whatever this is. <laughs> en suite. En suite. Is, doesn't that mean bathroom? Don't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> you always do this, and I'm always like, don't do this, and you're doing it already. Don't I do, do it every time. That's what we're here for. Uh, Tim Hamilton, uh, my perennial co-host, is unfortunately in Las Vegas. Well, fortunately for him. Wait, is this in the Las first Vegas. time... Tim's not been in studio, by the way. Ever? Uh, I think it's the second time ever. Wow. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll miss. There will be fewer goat screams and uh, <laughs> probably two hundred percent more uh, reggae horns. My man is at the Golden Tiki probably right now, oh. and then going to. So I, I have a drink, tiki drink, bar. Drink. I live in Vegas, Golden Tiki. He's probably there right now, and then going back to the Korean barbecue place that has happy hour from eleven p.m. to eight a.m. <laughs> nice. Because Vegas. That's a because lot of hours yeah. for your happy hour. I, I put a, a $20 three-way parlay for the uh, New England game. I think the New England KC game. Is that who they're playing? I th- that was supposed to draw in my bet. Yeah. Did that? I don't freaking know. I don't Nobody be- knows. I believe uh, 
New England won that one. Oh, fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get to win $650 on a parlay. So there you go. All right. Well, great news. All right. Super. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Nate from Tacoma. Andrew Hammond, uh, he's trying to file a story right now, but he should be back any minute now uh, to join us in this wonderful debacle that we are calling the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Holy crap. Uh, we've had some recent matches. Um, Roldan and uh, Haroldinho. Uh, that's what I call Harry Ship. Haroldinho. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. was wondering. I was like, okay. <laughs> Who's that guy? That's a, uh, I mean, I haven't been paying as close attention, right. but like, I feel like I would have noticed. No, yeah, Is he Haroldinho. one of those like, U17 kids? Yeah, like? yeah, no, it's Harry Ship. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Harry. 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 There's this uh, guy. Harry and Hot Pie. There's a guy who used to sit behind us at the stadium and oh, our season no. tickets. And he was fantastic and he would just start yelling that every time Harry oh, Ship took Apparently, the we have Philly Sorry. versus C. Sorry, the, the lineup is out for today's Sounders match and they're playing it. I've been calling for a back three. And I want to say back three with uh, with Marshall, Kihi. And X the new signing. Wait, we're playing a five-three-two. Yeah, we're going for oh, a back Jesus three. Fuck. But we're gonna Against inc- Philly. We're going for a back three that includes Campbell. Okay, apparently we're hopping right up into this shit. I have questions, but, um, but okay. oh, hold on. Hold so on. no, no, no. let's. Uh, we don't have Tim here. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who's Campbell? Yeah. <laughs> so Campbell's our fourth. Campbell center back. is hot trash, well, by the way. Well, so hold on, hold on now. Campbell's our fourth center back we signed mm. from Chicago. He's a damn handsome man. Uh, dapper, <laughs> dapper, pomaded hair. Excellent hot, trash, at defending. He's balls. played center back for Defiance most of the season. Oh. And as I want to say, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hot trash. Okay. I'm derailing us. Okay. Let's no, you're, not, you're not. You're well, not. Well, let you're me not. throw out the question then. Campbell or Alfaro? Shit. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> the Meteor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I. Yeah, honestly. Just fuck it. We're, we're playing forward. Okay, we'll do it live. Okay, so, right. okay, so honest answer, honest answer. Campbell or or Alfaro, Dilem. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Do you remember that time Christian Roldan had to learn how to play? What was it like back left or something? Yeah, like right back. Forty yeah. seconds. Yeah. Yep. We could do a, one of those. Okay, okay, okay. Honest answer: Campbell or Faro? Yeah, Carol. <laughs> oh dear. So, all right. So, uh, we've had a couple of recent matches at the at the Sounders level. We're about to start against uh, Philadelphia Union in about an hour. We're going to try to roll up to uh, Doyle's Public House, uh, home of the Pickleback. Love you, Russ. Yeah. Um, for to, to watch that show in stadium before we return for tonight's 7 p.m. kick for Tacoma Defiance versus Reno 1868. FC. What a day. This has been a beautiful day already. The sun is shining in Tacoma. The lights are on. Well, they're not on, but the BECU, thank you for joining us. Banner is out there. Uh, Rain FC did defeat today the New Jersey Sky Blue FC 2-1 to one, uh, on a on a uh, um, uh, on an own goal from what's her name? What was an own goal? So it was an own goal, so it doesn't matter. And uh, another a great strike in the second half from I don't remember who Jody the Taylor. Person was. Yeah, it was Jody, Jody Taylor, Taylor, number nine. Playing it forward. Thank you. Um, we did write it down, and we're a little a little tipsy right now, so we're <laughs> we're trying to figure it out. But what a great game! Like um, it's it, it it's been. 
so do you guys have season tickets? We do. Here? Okay. And how many games have you come to so far? Uh, well, two here. Two and here. then we had been to one rain game up in Memorial Stadium. Okay. So this was our third. Third ever. No. And we also oh, went to the championship right. when they were in 2015 or 2014. At when Starfire? They Starfire. Yeah. We went to that. I one. was at that match. Oh, were you? Yeah. yeah. That was a good match. That was, uh, it was a good match, bad result. Disappointing, but yeah. So what, what do you think about the experience here at Cheney so far? Um, mostly what I'm realizing is I need to put in the work of figuring out who all these people are. Um, because the players? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> um, changed a bit, hasn't I'm, it? I'm realizing when I first got into soccer, the very first thing I did was memorize names, positions, and numbers of all the Sounders players so I could uh -huh. figure out what was going on. I haven't done that work for the rain yet, and it means it's I'm just looking at soccer generally soccer um and so i'm you know trying uh and also sitting at this particular level makes it a little bit harder for me to follow it's right because you can't see yeah. very, like we're we're three or four rows up well also though your normal seats for the sounders are at the opposite of us Hawk's so we're nest. we're south end you're north end so yeah. we're used to watching soccer yeah. going north and south and, and you're from watching above. East and, yeah you're watching east and west now yeah so it's it's just a very different experience. But mm -hmm. the other thing that's happening is it feels like a way more aggressive game, uh -huh. and I like that. Because so. well, you're right up in there. Yeah. It feels more aggressive no, because I, you're closer no, to the game. No, it also just might is. be more aggressive because it, women like, are awesome. There's a lot of one-touch, <laughs> beautiful stuff in the midfield happening yeah. on both both of these sides. This was a very competitive match. These are two of the bottom dwellers in the league, and even though they put on like even though it's like. It's like this is the rain's first win of the season. Yeah, four games in, we're five games in, but they they look good. Like it's, the soccer looks good. I'm mm -hmm. surprised it didn't. Yep. I'm surprised it didn't look. You know, I'm surprised they haven't gotten wins before. Like, what is the rest of the league looking right, like? Right, right. The, the quality and level of play in NSL, as we're saying now, <laughs> the National Soccer League. Yeah, yes. Um, yes. Frankly, so <laughs> as somebody who who has season tickets to the Sounders and to Defiance and watches a lot of like uh, the on ball skill and like mm -hmm. quality on the ball is just like better. It's better. And see, these are, these are better soccer players playing uh, a more attractive version of soccer. Frankly. So uh, one of the things that, that I really do appreciate about women's soccer in general is I watched that entire match and I don't remember any fouls because nobody was rolling around the floor grabbing their knees <laughs> or, Facts. right? I mean, seriously. Like, there was a whole yellow card there, in there. A whole yellow card, but you didn't see it because yeah. it was just, uh, let's play. Let's play some, some ball. And, and on the flip side, like when there was actually a real coming together, it was Shea Groom and Sky Blue's um, goalkeeper came together pretty hard and Groom ended up on the ground and the goalkeeper was the first one who's like checking in making sure she's okay and it's like I've always liked in soccer in general the it's just a level of sportsmanship that's above your other traditional mm -hmm. American sports it's oh, not yeah. so much about you know shit talking and you know throwing your face there is some of that but like you will see a player foul someone and then just help them back up like no big deal right. you'll see a lot of that you see that even more in this game like yeah. these are just people playing on the field together well, against each other because women together. are better people than men are well <laughs> like, to be clean, if we're going to be completely honest with each other that is true i'm i'm gonna go with some but yeah okay. <laughs> wait not all uh, i Oh. Unless you want to make this a political conversation, we're just going to like stop that here. We're, we're, we're not not making it that because, I mean, we, we, we all... This is a very special episode. <laughs> oh, no, not another very special episode. I'm done. Please. I just please. want to talk about soccer. Yeah, can we, can we stop? 
I'm here. I'll, I'll say this. So, so, so for the first time in Steve's life, he's prepared a wonderful rundown for the show. And we have we're let's stick it. to your agenda. Okay. But All it, right. Fine. Whatever. As an exit statement, uh, if you're listening to this show and you enjoy the beautiful game and you like the sounders and mm-hmm. you've even thought about defiance, like yep. you owe yep. it to yourself and to your friends and family to support Rain FC. Yeah. Like it's it's the best soccer team in town for real. Absolutely. All I'm going to say is we have two amazing home matches in. Uh, Tacoma here, Rain FC and Tacoma Defiance, uh, with this beautiful weather and this magical time. And we have a six-week stretch where we have a uh, where we don't have a home match for the Sounders. And this, May 18th, is probably the dodgiest predictable weather uh, for that because it's been raining, it's been sunny, it's been kind of crazy, right? We're coming up all the way to the end of June before the Sounders are back at CenturyLink. I would say this. There's a lot just, of, I'm just. I didn't say it was bad or good. I there's just a lot of Sounders fans who are expressing like angst about having 45 days. And in we the home can't games. walk. We can't. We can't drive down to. We can't drive down to Tacoma. Why that's a subtweet that? again, by the way. That's still a subtweet. <laughs> <laughs> Tacoma's really hard because there's just so much ample parking. That's a subway. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to pay ten dollars. Ten whole So par- oh. okay. So Steve was subtweeting. Carol's just adding um, If you're a Sounders fan who's like lamenting the 45 day break, you owe it to yourself to come support. Come on down. Uh, the kids and and Rain FC. And yeah. Late Lady Huffton, Lady Jake Huffton, and the uh, and the Rain FC supporters over. Yeah. There, they looked amazing in that section. I'll add amazing. this: amazing. Before we lose friends, uh, during the two Sounders matches home, two home matches ago, uh-huh. when we celebrated the kids that won the GA uh-huh. Cup, uh-huh. those kids are playing in Tacoma. Huh. And so, if you support the huh. future and support the Sounders and want, then like doing the like, well, I'm not going to the fans because I'm mad about. Shut up and go to matches. Yeah, U17s. Let's go All support right. them. We got 15 year olds, 16 year olds on the field. Come on and show the babies. Show the babies what's up. So yeah, uh, Seattle Sounders, we played two matches just recently against Houston Dynamo, uh, 1-0 win on Saturday 5-11, and uh, we just beat Orlando City 2-1 uh, in kind of a nail-biter on uh, May 15th, uh, just this uh, just midweek, uh, a couple of days before the match today against Philadelphia Union. I'd love to hear what you guys think about what happened during that match. Uh, are, we, are we starting with Houston or Orlando? Uh, 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 let's start with Orlando. Okay. We've, we've talked a little now, bit about Houston. Right? Now you call that a nail biter. Was it? Was it, it wasn't really. really no. It was no, not no. like Orlando's not good. Orlando's <laughs> not been good. That's Orlando, true. Hopefully, like here's the thing. As in general, I like Orlando as a city and as a soccer culture. It, a two-one match is going to be wait, a nail biter. Wait, hold on. Though, you like Orlando right? as a city? Well. I haven't really been there. He likes Disney 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 I like he Orlando, Disney World, sir. Epcot <laughs> I like Orlando as a soccer team, as a, as a soccer culture. Like I think they're doing good things in Orlando. They have a nice stadium, decent colors. They have nice stadium. And here's the thing: we talked about how I I even mentioned they came walking out on the field, and I'm like, my God, it's so purple. Do you remember when their uh, when their kits looked were just like blue? Like I didn't even know why they were called purple because they were just blue. And then Carol points up on the screen, and she's. Um, and she's like, well, maybe it's just a TV. And we look up on the screen. Yeah, it's no. blue. Like, those colors don't translate well to TV, which is unfortunate because they're brilliant. Yeah. They, it looked on the on the TV I was watching on, they looked royal blue, not royal purple, yeah. if that so makes sense. Can I just say about the match really fast? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about the important yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that match was a 2-1 to one match, correct? Yeah. Yes. There, had, there was a goal that we had called back, called back for offside, uh-huh. and I haven't seen a replay of that goal, and I didn't see the offside, offside call on that. 
And also, Jordan Morris missed a absolute oh my god <laughs> sitter for the second week in a row. Oh, uh, so, 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 so there's a lot of shade happening right now for Jordan Morris well, no, even no, no, before no. he got no. no on the Reddit. Like Tim Bear was uh, uh, pointing that pointing that out on the Reddit. Going back to so he had this yeah, yeah. no no so this is the second game in a row that he's gotten open on the far post and has yep. headed the ball right right over the right over the ball mm-hmm. crossbar. That means he's doing everything right but finishing. Yep. He's making the right run. He's beating defenders, and he's missing that shot. Who had that that bouncing header? That was Jordan. That Morris. was Jordan. Yeah. Morris. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so the he one did, that went over the crossbar. He did the same. He did the same against Houston. And so, like at this point, uh, so so really in like a not that undifferent future from this, that matches four to one. Right. Right. Wow. Uh, and also, well, that's interesting because I have a prediction about the Philadelphia match. But and go. Also, in that same not undistant <laughs> future, uh, Jordan Moore scored two more goals because he got that, that header and the header against Houston. Mm-hmm. So, so I will say it, it wasn't called back for offsides. It was called back for a handball on Nico in the buildup, okay. much like the first goal. And honestly, I think the first goal, the one that they spent four minutes. The, uh, the waiting obvious, for the VAR the for the obvious so that was the second goal wasn't it no that was the first okay. goal. that was yeah. the first goal and that that handball was more obvious than the handball that they actually disallowed it was that generated like six minutes of stoppage yeah. time it was ridiculous yeah. which do we want to talk about the fact that it was uh, Daniel Radford who was the VAR <laughs> we, we can we can talk about that <laughs> now, I mean now here comes the shade. <laughs> Well, I mean, How to, be fair, to be fair, the first time they played the replay at the angle that it was at, it did look like a handball. But on the second replay, it it was very clearly it didn't even come near his hand. It's sort it of like, matrix did just yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> and so that's the problem with, in my mind, that's the problem with VAR is because it's a two dimensional representation of what's happening on the field. So um, my role with hands free football has always been uh-huh. the one to ask uh-huh. the obvious questions. Uh-huh. If we're going to talk about Daniel Radford, can we talk about who that guy is first? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Ooh. there is a very famous game in U.S. Probably, you know, I could argue the most famous famous US That's not Open Cup uh, game. Are you talking about Red Card yeah. Wedding? Yeah. This is the Red Card red Wedding. This is wedding. The, the game where not the Sounders wedding. got three players red carded and one player injured and then also like were forced to change their kits at halftime because of absurdity. Like there was just this was the biggest mess of a game you've ever against seen. Against Portland, right? And it was yeah. against Portland. Was at like, Starfire. At Starfire. Mm-hmm. So first of all, Seattle if you got a Seattle Portland match, you need to put your best people on that. Okay, every time. I don't want to see Baltimore Toledo. Alan Kelly. I don't want to see... Alan Kelly and no one else. I don't want to see fucking Ted Uncle. Okay? But Alan Kelly. Ted Uncle gets the F-bomb. All right, all right. Fucking Ted Uncle. I'm still floored that I will actually say this. Put Ricardo fucking Salazar in there. That guy figured it out. (laughs) That guy figured it out. He became a good ref. He used to suck, but he actually got He became a good ref, really? He did. Is Is that why? He's fourth official and doing the VAR work now. I'm wondering about so that good. because Kevin Stotts doing the yes, same thing. So and, good. Uh, he was awful. Kevin but, Stotts. Oh my god. But someone gave him referee of the year, so I don't know how the hell they judge this. Yeah, uh, not I don't think MLS are. is doing that. Uh, I think that's an internal kind of. Uh, <laughs> Nate's over here pacing the suite up here in Cheney. There's a Sierra Mist, that's right. There's a Diet Pepsi. That's why it's not empty. Called security. (laughs) 
what I'm saying is you don't put Daniel Radford in charge. And this was a guy who had, what, two USL games at that point? Bro, I wouldn't let Daniel Radford referee Lincoln versus Stadium, you should to be clear. Daniel Radcliffe in his name. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like I, I literally replied to Felix uh, Forever 34 that, that, like, Fuck Daniel Radford. And I'm like, what What did Harry Potter do? Harry <laughs> <laughs> Potter. All right. So what? So instead of talking about the refs, let's talk about the, the, the run of play and what actually happened during that match. What went well and what did not uh, happen the way we would want? I would say first, my first thought is that first goal, the um, Brad Smith to oh, Raul That Rudy little Diaz dink, dink, dink. Was, Wait, Brad was, Smith to Harry Ship. Back to Brad Smith. Then yeah. to Raul Ruiz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like, I've heard the phrase before, cutting through the defense like a knife through hot, through hot knife through butter. I've never seen it so perfectly encapsulated than in that one sequence. It was just, they were, they were standing there like had no idea what they were doing. Like, they made Orlando look like a... AYSO. As soon as as soon as Brad Smith gave that first give and go, I'm like, oh, that's going in. <laughs> that's happening. Well, can we be clear though that in my opinion, Brad Smith is man of the match for the Orlando Dude, game. Seriously. And the and Houston, the Houston game. game. If you watch that Houston game, he went out there and did a job on Albert Elise. Oh yeah. Like he, yeah, he, he marked him out of the game, had Elise frustrated, and at one point Elise switched sides of the field, right, to get away from Smith. And then Smith also switched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, some sort of bullying and harassment right there. Now it right back, Brad Smith. Um, no, I, I'm excited about the Jovan Jones return. I don't know how they're going to navigate the Smith Jones new. That's going to be interesting. Like you have three starting caliber left backs, and one of them's going to have to go. But like the last two matches, Smith's been a match to me. Like yeah. not even close. Um, so I, I really think Nuhu is um, is is looking to make a change. Uh, I really appreciate that he's found a new friend in Buana, and uh, that that is uh, that that cultural connection is happening. I think that's absolutely fantastic. What? No. Nope, I, I think that Joven Jones is a better player than Brad Smith. Oh yeah. And I think that you don't spend Tam and Tam on two right backs. I think you let Brad Smith go back to Bournemouth. You start... do you think he really is going back to Bournemouth? I think he's there's, so. So from what everything we've heard is is that like the the selling price on the agreed loan is astronomical. And so my take is, is that Joven Jones is actually a better player than Brad Smith. So you and given and given Brad Smith's performance, there's certainly no incentive for Burnmouth to lower the price. And this isn't shade yeah. of Smith, like like yeah, yeah. like Smith's my he's dude. Fucking amazing. I, he's my dude, right? But I, I think the move is you let Smith go back to England or back to Australia, wherever. Um, he, so to be clear, he's Australian playing in England. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you play Joven Jones at left wing over Rodriguez, and then you play Nuhu. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Versus selling Nuhu and then playing Smith at left back and Jones at left wing or some weird like platoon at left okay. back. So what about our new uh, and kind of this is a segue to nothing? But uh, what about our new center back signing? Uh, I've been talking. I, I've been talking to folks about Not one, Aguero. two, three, three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued for a couple of things. I think that it'd be really fascinating in a couple of years if he and Sam Rogers are, are starting two center backs. I also think that for the remainder Sam of the Rogers. season, once he sells in a few years, I said in a few years, like fine. Sam, like Sam turned twenty this week. He said we're on Instagram, right? Uh, I do think it'd be interesting to see uh, a three at the back set that had X, uh, Marshall, and Key. I've been hearing rumors that Chad Marshall's throwing in the towel this year. 
Oh yeah. That this is a yeah. this no, is exactly. a signing for his next year. face says I'm so tired of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, his sa- face has said that since he was 23. Yeah. <laughs> like, am I the only person, by the way, that looks at Marshall and goes, "How am I older than him?" <laughs> as tired as he looks, how am I older than him? I did see it one something in the preseason where he was getting off a plane and someone asked him if he was a coach. He's like, "No." Like Chad's 34. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, to some extent, I think it's a disguise, though. It's the mask he puts on. He goes out there, he looks tired, and so people are like, ah, I can get past this guy, which is why you have three-time Defender of the Year Chad Marshall. He's just fooling everyone. But I, I think that this is just purely a, we're going to get him now because we can get him now. He's young. We're going to spend a year, give him a couple spot starts, a couple sub sub minutes and get him used to what we're doing so that next year he can step in next to Kihi and there's your starting lineup. We're starting center backs. I'm excited about the idea of grabbing a South American center back who's a starter uh, for his team. He was captaining Barcelona down there and then he was called up to the Ecuadorian national team. Like that's a pedigree I like. Yeah. Our host is looking at his phone. Yes he is because he's looking at uh, he's trying to segue to uh, tonight's match against the Philadelphia Union. They've had a 7-2-3 and three start, um, which is, I mean, we're firmly mid-season now. Uh, they are second place in uh, the East. Uh, the Seattle Sounders are first. <clears throat> yeah, they're second now. And uh, they're second place, or we're second place in the West, of course. And they really think that um, their, their record so far this year uh, supports uh, something like a... 3-2 win against the Seattle Sounders. They're arguing um, on uh, Philly soccer page. They point, point, they point out that uh, both of these teams are good at, at, at scoring un, un, uh, unlikely goals and also stopping uh, the leakage. And then they go on to predict a 3-2 win against the Seattle Sounders. To me, that doesn't really jive okay. uh, because um, we are... If, if, if both teams are good at stopping leakage and both teams are good at stopping at, at, are good at poaching, that seems like more of a defensive battle to me. So I would expect in their view that it would be a much lower score. But what I really expect is we're going to put some unexpected goals in on top of the ones that we do expect and see more like a, a 4-1 victory for the Sounders, or a 1-4 victory for the Sounders. I think wins on the road for teams going west to east are hard to come by. They are. They are. And I think they're even hard to come by when we eight days and three weeks. When you're playing your your third game and yeah, yeah and you're what you're like was what sixty hours ago. Yeah. And missing Marie Diaz. Uh, I think you go into this match uh, with I think if you walk out of this match with a draw, you're stoked. You're stoked. Which is weird because so Philadelphia has been my emergency backup team since Dave and I started hands-free football, so that's like three, four years ago now, and they've never been good. Like in that time, it's always like, when are they going to fire their coach? Right, like right, we're right. waiting for it. <laughs> Why do you love firing coaches so much? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you, is the Ben Olsen death watch still going? Yeah, oh, yes. yes. It's not called the Ben Olsen Award. Who's the uh, next winner of the Ben Olsen Award? Yeah. Because <laughs> Ben Olsen's never going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's not so much that I love it. It's just it's a thing to look at. It's a no thing that seems to happen a lot. And so it's just sort of expected. And so the fact that Philadelphia last week was first in the East and like second behind DC is like nothing to sneeze at. And so it's like, I mean, three, two, four, one, like whatever you predict this score to be, it's yeah. kind of weird because when's the last time Philadelphia was 
second or first or above fifth in the East. So proposal, proposal. Let's do the thing that Dave's <laughs> really bad at. Well, let's actually. Let's, <laughs> oh God. Let's start, oh God. Well, let's 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 base this in some facts right yeah. now. Okay. Because we're gonna we're gonna talk about the lineup, which is, which we said was what a five three two. Five three two. Yeesh. Um, which is something that we have literally never. Have we ever played a five three two? We played ever? one. We have, but sometime it's usually, this year and it didn't work out well. We don't start that way. Correct. We're bunkering, yeah. right? This is a yeah. bunkering. That, this is what yeah. happened when we were playing Chicago, and towards the end of the game, we go to five three two, and suddenly we give up two goals. Also, Portland last year. Okay, the with, yeah. Delta starting eleven for Philadelphia versus Seattle uh, via Sounders match day at Live Sounders. Oh, good, we're vacuuming. That's good. Uh, f- uh, back to front, uh, Fry, uh, left to right. I'm sorry, right to left. Abdul Salam, uh, Kim Kihi, Torres, Campbell, Nuhu. Uh, in midfield, we have Christian Roldan, Jordi Delem, and Alex Roldan. Up top, uh, in forward position, we have Lodero and Bruin. Yeah. I think our 18 are... Honestly, for the 18, like the folks listening to this will have seen the result. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I guess it doesn't matter. But what are your thoughts going in? And let's do predictions. Which oh, Dave's really my bad God. At. Um, so, <laughs> Andrew Hammond, how are you doing? I'm Andrew Hammond. Tired. Okay, so we're about halfway through the podcast. Thanks oh, for joining. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> CP time, gotta love it. You cannot. You, you say it. You cannot say CP time on wax and have all these. Do it. I right, never CP time. Late. What kind of time? No, no, oh. no. We're not explaining this to you. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Folks, listen and know. Folks, listen and know. Kayfabe. Kayfabe. Hey, uh, just for the record, uh, Andrew Hammond, uh, who has joined the the Flanders B team cast. Actually had responsibilities this afternoon because he works for the Tacoma News Tribune yes. and actually had to file a story. So that's why he's late. God, I don't know where we're all these euphemisms yeah. and shit about fun stuff. Mm, fun stuff. I'm just saying. Yeah, so yeah, to, to, I know what CP time means. So, <laughs> so I ain't to, stupid. So the question is: Do I look stupid? No, I'm not going to answer. <laughs> thoughts and so not through the radio. <laughs> lineup thoughts and predictions. Lineup thoughts and predictions. So um, Sounders match day says the Sounders did start a rotational lineup and five man back line at Toronto FC. Last May, and we won two to one for what it's worth. Uh, this is something that Schmetzer yeah, has. Wolf Eichram nutmegging somebody and scoring. Right, yeah. exactly. That was a great game. I remember that game. Uh, that's when everybody started loving Wolf Eichram, if I recall. So they'll be supporting midfield. Yeah. Like I can imagine Bruin a little more forward, Lodero a little more back, right? Kind of a staggered, you know. So we've seen at one Ooh. at one point. Ooh. Against Houston, mm-hmm. Ladero and Rodriguez were playing basically as like two false nines up top, right? And it was unproductive, but kind of cute. <laughs> uh, I'm intrigued by the idea of Ladero playing second forward underneath Bruin, but also would love to see him playing in the midfield instead. Uh, this highlights to me a few things. We are now missing due to injury Rodriguez, Svensson, and Morris. I have questions about our injury. Situation. Well, so you're missing Rodriguez, Svensson, and Morris, and you just have Rui Diaz coming back from injury, so you need to rest him too. So that's four of your like best players basically out right now, and so there's some depletion there. And so anything you roll out there's gonna be bad. I listen, man. Like, However, Alex Roldan's a handsome young man. <laughs> he just does inspire confidence in he me. Ain't it. However, Philadelphia Union is very confident on this day, and I don't think that the that the uh, competition that they've had to date really warrants that. I 
So Philly ain't it. I, Philly, Philly right? Philly, so Philly like, don't scare Philly me. should not be in second place no, right Philly now. Philly don't scare me. Here's, here's what scares me. Right. What scares me is traveling literally across the country. Yep. Right? Uh, what scares me After is playing on game. short rest. Yep. But Philly don't scare me. But these guys aren't on short rest. Alex Roldan is in short, on short rest. Jordi Delem is. He got in on Wednesday. Okay. Christian let, is. Let me put this as gently as yeah. I can. Come on, baby. You're wrong. Oh, please. <laughs> Bring that smoke. Bring that smoke. <laughs> so... Philly is one of those teams that they've been trash for so long, but they always play us strong. We've never played well against We've Philly. We've always partially, had a hard time Partially the travel, but when they come here, they play us real strong. Yep. And that's when they're trash. They are not trash this year. They are solid. they got an incredible, incredibly good attack. They've got a serviceable defense. Yeah. Like, this is, they're not here by accident. They're not second in the East by accident. You know, I don't think they're going to finish second in the East. I figure Atlanta's going to turn it on. New York City FC is trying to figure some stuff out. I'm not sold on the Red Bulls right now. But, like, they're going to be up there. They're going to be top four at least. Okay. If they're beating us when they suck and now they're good, I don't see a lot of hope here. Like, I see well, – and, and we're, we're mailing it in with this. And I said a while ago, like, if you get a draw this match, you're happy. Yeah, right? that's, like, true. So, that's true. So, I don't think that – I don't go into this match expecting a victory. I love victory. I go in this match being happy with a draw. I think that so I'll be so to be clear with our depleted roster what? and the fact we're on short rest. If we were playing the uh, Charleston Battery right now, I would probably pick the Battery over us. <laughs> so one one uh, one little kind of nugget of joy that brings me some happiness out of this is apparently we're resting Handwalabwana for the next match. Shit. Is <laughs> <laughs> listen. Don't are you saying Buana ain't it? No, no, no. Buana's fine, but like. It, but one is 11 years old. Uh, one thing I do think about is that I it occurs to me that by playing Ladero up top instead of the midfield, you're reducing the amount of running he's doing around and moving around he's doing, right? So, sure. like, he's going to, like, hello, if you understand soccer, midfielders particularly have to move around more than forwards. By playing him up top, you're reducing his amount of running, which, fine, great. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. And, again, all the listeners will know by the time this airs. And, in fact, score prediction. Score Let's prediction. Go, Dave. I'm going to give this one 3-1 to Philly. 3-1 to Philly. 2-2 draw. 1-1 draw. I'm all about the pizza formation at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's what it is. That's what it is. It's a pizza formation, and it's beautiful. Uh, I I wanted to say uh, that it would be 1-4 Sounders, but this attack is not – there's no attack in this this formation. We are bunkering. So it's going to be – I think it's going to be one, two Sounders. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. We will be right back. Resigned to attack, too tired to rest. With shallow breaths and a sunken breast. I know, I know I'm not looking my best. One package arrives, ordinary surprise. Two marbles for eyes and earthquake supplies. I know, I know I signed the documents fast. Okay. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it was. Hey, welcome. No, you're great. You're gonna take care of your shit. You're wrong. Shine the second place. I'm gonna record the smoke. Uh, uh, so here's the thing. Where so, did Loris end up? Uh, Turkey. Turkey. Yeah. I heard he was going to be sent to the Italian. Third no, Turkey. Division. Yeah. I'm like free <laughs> Simone Mignolet. <laughs> what was the attendance that they said? Uh, you guys should bring it in, but uh, I didn't hear the what it announced. Somewhat. Oh, okay. I yeah. 
Oh, know. here? Uh, I think we estimated about 3,000. 3,036. Okay. 3,036? You I looked it up. No, they played it. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, Look at you, Captain. All right. So our prediction for... Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Flounders B-Team Podcast. We are in studio. Uh, I'm sorry, in suite, on suite, which means bathroom. At <laughs> the... Look at that up. The, the Willie McCovey Suite. We are in the Mil- Willie McCovey Suite here at Cheney Stadium. Uh, many thanks to Casey Catherwood for uh, setting this up for us for a uh, uh, inter uh, inter. Oh hey hey. I'm going? actually I'm going to rename this. We're in the Eddie Johnson Suite. <laughs> We're in the Eddie Johnson Suite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, thanks to Casey Catherwood and we are Tacoma for uh, setting this up for us. We are uh, recording live uh, to tape with uh, Nate from Tacoma. Yo. Hey, and of course, hands-free football. Hello. Hi, Carol and Dave. All right. And of course, uh, Hi, per- new Dave. perennial <laughs> co-host, Mr. Andrew Hammond. Howdy. Howdy. <laughs> yeah. And, How are you? Uh, in studio also, Mike Bolzomi. How you doing, buddy? Some random dude. Yeah, some random guy. who <laughs> just in to listen. Uh, they keep coming in and trying to vacuum the floor. Uh, so we probably got to wrap this up at some point know, here. Sweet. But we've been going for a solid 40 minutes. So, I mean, we're going we're gonna to be okay. We're going to talk a little bit later, uh, uh, probably after the defiance as well, if we can uh, figure out how to party after. From you guys t- partying after? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> hashtag camp bar. Hashtag s'mores. <laughs> uh, hashtag camp bar if it's not karaoke night. Hashtag Zodiac Supper Club. Yes! Make you a steak. Oh. Yes! <laughs> I'm on board. I cannot go to the yak tonight. I cannot go to the yak. <laughs> okay. So, um, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Philly just now. Um, we talked about the rain day experience. Uh, run a play looked pretty good. We we won two one against Sky Blue FC, and now we're we're looking forward to the Tacoma Defiance Reno eighteen sixty eight match coming up here at seven o'clock here at Cheney. What's that look like? I'm not sure. Looking forward to is the right term. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. I wouldn't here's say I missed it, Bob. Uh, <laughs> I I'm a season ticket holder to Defiance. Uh, I have questions, as I'm wont to say. Uh, I if we score multiple goals today, I will be thoroughly satisfied mm-hmm. regardless of the result. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, we've uh, met Reno eighteen sixty eight away a little bit earlier in the season. Is that right? Oh, I, I don't yeah, know that. Br- 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 I don't know about. Mm-hmm. We're also no, joined I by Blade, apparently. I didn't print this game. <laughs> <laughs> the French fried potatoes. <laughs> and circle gets the square. <laughs> if Steve seems sees creepy, he'll run toward it. Like the finish line for a marathon. <laughs> right. so run, Forrest, run! Yeah, I'll definitely keep, take the creepy route anytime it's offered. First meeting of the season. All right. First meeting of the season, reading 1868. Thank you, Andrew. Or who said that? Me. Phil, you looked. We, we did get this motherfucker as a producer up in this piece. <laughs> Mike, I keep wanting to call him Phil, but Mike Bolzomi, producer of the year. I guess my phone is faster than yours. Well, I oh. wasn't actually. Wow. Oh. Wow. Oh. You know what else? All right. <laughs> We're done. We're done fucking around. All right. Reno 1868 meeting uh, Tacoma Defiance here at 7 p.m. I'll edit it. It'll sound great. Reno 1868 meeting Tacoma Defiance here. Defiance? Defiance. Tacoma Defiance here at 7 p.m. Uh, at Cheney Stadium. What does this match look like? Who are we? Who are we likely to run up? 
and uh, what does that what does that look like for uh, for for an ending score? And then I have questions, of course, about what the fuck the front office is doing with these people. We haven't seen an eighteen yet, so it's too early for that. But we do know, of that course, Campbell's starting in Philadelphia, so we won't see Campbell in right. the defense for defiance. As is Abdul Salam. Right. So we're looking at a new center back and a new right back for the defiance defense, which is at least a lot of goals already. Uh, although I could argue that not having Campbell starting is addition by subtraction. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy and why does he have a job? <laughs> That's a really good question, by the way. <laughs> Carol, thank you. Uh, I, so I, I think this means we're going to see uh, one of the kids playing at center back. Sam, so it'll be probably Sam Rogers and one of the kids... Uh, I, I don't know which kid. And then hopefully we can see Wingo at right back. Because I'm very intrigued. Uh, probably Nick Hines. Wingo is in the 18. Okay. Wait, Wingo's in the 18 in Philadelphia? Yes. Oh, fuck. Never mind. So we got, uh, it's likely to be, my guess would be Denzel Ulysse, Sam Rogers, uh, Ndow, and Nick Hines. You're going to see Rogers and Ndow. Because Hines plays at left back. Right. He was, he was naming the entire back line. Oh, got it. Yeah. That would be four people. In a four-two-three-one, which were apparently rigidly, rigidly uh, bound to, um, which may or may not be appropriate, and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts about that. Well, so can I say this really fast? It appears to me that like folks at the Sounders don't care about the results for for Defiance, and so I'm not sure it's worth our while to care about the results. Well, it's worth my. I, Why? If if if, if I. So this is a developmental league and a developmental team. Uh, I don't want to get embarrassed on the field. I want to see a score multiple goals, but I don't care if we lose this game today. Why? Our job isn't to win. If the, if the, if the job of the team was to, to – if the job – But the they jo- said at the beginning of the season our job was to fucking win a championship, Nathan. Actually, they lied. Garth said his Sorry. goal was to make the playoffs. Sorry. Our um, – uh, Andrew, please. How's okay, he meeting? So, <laughs> <laughs> so ah, in the. Sorry. Are you, are you good? I'm good. <laughs> good. Are you good? Thank you, Andrew. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm good. I'm okay. Good. So, like, fuck it. You go. said you were it's good, okay. man. What I'm okay. good. So, Andrew, go. So, so at the at the beginning of the season, during the like, opening season press conference, Garth talked about how they are getting younger players on the Defiance ready okay. for the first team. Okay. I totally get that. Okay. My issue is mm. you shouldn't have to go out there and get your ass kicked every night. Correct. Hmm. And while I understand you want to get players ready for the first team at the same time, you still have to put a competitive product on the field. Hmm. The issue is it's tough to watch a team that you kind of know what's going to happen week in and week out. Every and it's not a good thing. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think the front office has to really kind of, in, in, in some ways – Look at okay, this clearly isn't working. What do we do to fix it? Well, but it's, it's not not working for them. That's the thing. Is is it a, is this a weakness of splitting the business side of defiance from the soccer side? The business side wants to put on a team that wins because they want people coming to the stadium and have to throw them a good party. But it sucks watching your team lose every week. Like that's just not fun. But if but you have a club the, experience that just plies you with alcohol constantly <laughs> and you walk away drunk and happy. Uh, well, for one, they can get something other than IPAs model. then. 
Fucking IPAs and telling No, but then you got the soccer side where it's like they don't care about wins or losses. They care about developing players. And so they're going to throw people to the wolves and it's like, like, get some experience, be on the field, learn. And then when you get better, we'll take you and we'll throw somebody else in there. So it's like, it's almost built into the system that the soccer side wants a weak team. It feels like a constant hazing ritual. Right? <laughs> no, that's ooh, that's ooh, a great ooh, take. Ooh, 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 ooh. Expound, expound, expound. <laughs> I don't have more than that, but if the idea is like, stay here and lose until you get good, and then as soon as you're good, we'll put you somewhere where you can win occasionally, and we'll find <laughs> someone else who can just like handle the losing until they get good. It's like, like putting <laughs> a new kid in a Halo server in wow yeah. okay this is, a little, this is a little triggering okay this is a bit triggering but i'm getting like land party like ptsd right now but no no it's like but, get wow. good but it get is good. fascinating yeah, because crazy. it's 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 something where you have both aoc and leva they were on the sounders academy team mm-hmm. that was in the adidas cup or generations cup now Jared. they're playing for u 17s yeah so you haven't seen these kids essentially maybe two months. Yeah. So that's two months without your two best players. You're supposed to have a, a, a I guess, a marginally decent pro in Jonathan Campbell on, on your back line who's supposed to give you some veteran experience. Mm-hmm. We saw how that's worked out. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> and so now it's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's that quote in Major League. Who the – are these guys? <laughs> but at, 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 at what point does the losing start to become counterproductive? Where, great, these guys came up from the U-17s and they were very successful in the Sounders U-17s, mm-hmm. and now this, their confidence is being destroyed because they're losing blowouts yeah. every match. And I think this is my point, right? And this is my point: is like last year that was the argument. Oh, hey, it's just development; it's fine. And then there was this kind of uh, loose promise made by the front office that we're going to win matches. And a promise made directly to ECS members, particularly, where they're in my DM saying, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to we're going to win championships this year. That's what uh, that's what uh, Garth Lagerway told us. So can I, can I clarify my point really fast? Sure. I don't care if we lose games. I want us to play well and look well. And. <laughs> Losing five to one or five to nothing against against T2, Las four Vegas, one. yeah, four one against T two, ain't yep. it? Yep. And so when I yep. say I don't care about the result, if we go down two to one, fine. If we go down three to two, fine. As long as we and, look good and the players and look I good. And I looked okay. I, I was happy last week when, like, in the first half of the first half, we had those fuckers on their heels, and it just fell apart. It did. It fell apart after about the about the thirtieth minute, and that made me sad, but. I felt proud to support this team for those 30 minutes. Well, even if the game had ended at 45, you still uh-huh. would have felt good. I would have felt good they, about it. They would have salvaged a draw against a, their um, bitter rivals. And after the but. second half, it, I mean, and the, the bullshit call, you know, whatever. Um, but, <sighs> all right. I, 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 do, I do have a question, though. And, and in terms of the fact that they are doing this, you know, they, they want to put the young kids out there. They want to give them that experience. So they can go to the first team. Did and, and, and I and I thought about this, but I, I need your guys' opinion. Do you think that the struggles of the defiance up front cost Trey Muse a U twenty spot? Because hmm. I I think that there right. is a a, a small slice of truth in that, uh, but at the same time, 
you, you still got to stop shots. How, how far up front are you defining? Also fair. Like, if Are you defining up front, like, the line directly in front of him? Oh, or the line directly the line in front. at the top? Oh, I, I would say midfield on back. Yeah, if you're the coach of the U20s and you're watching Trey Muse let in four goals a match, then, yeah. like, you'd be a fool to call him up, right. regardless of how right, good he's right. playing. Right. Um, <clears throat> but if you were to scout the rest of the team well, that, to see that what was going on elsewhere to see why that was happening, but there may be a different answer. You yes. actually can have the reverse of that, because do you remember when Dan Kennedy was, like, the... Biggest na- biggest goalkeeper in MLS, and yep. it's because he played on Chivas, and that team sucked, and so he was facing eight thousand shots a game. <laughs> you put him on Dallas, and it's like, oh, he's not actually that good. It's just like <laughs> he just had to do everything when he was on Chivas. Is that so? Trey Muse, if he was doing more, even if he's losing, I think that's more recognizable by. Oh, him. absolutely. So. Is this the Stephen Fry theory? Like, go to Toronto, get your ass kicked for three years. And then come back from an injury, and also yeah. you're good. Like, like that's the idea. Could be. I, like, I, I, it's it's not going to get Trauma resolved today. Sure. But there's a long conversation to be had about the the. I think Carol's point about split ownership is is, is real. Like, what the Sounders want is this, yeah. and what the Rainiers want is this. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm that's not. Difficulty. I'm not one to spill tea, but I'm pretty sure the Rainiers like to see more wins. Okay. Um, and the Rainiers might also like to see closer wins, not necessarily more wins, but closer wins. Because when you're getting blown out every match, I mean, the the Rainiers playing baseball can lose every game, but there's still going to be people coming out. That's a different product. Well, the flip side of yeah. but but their thing is that they're at least competitive in every match. Yeah. The flip side of that is is what's the Rainiers' record right now? Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. True. So I'm interested in what, so segueing to this, a lot of these folks that are going to be showing up tonight are uh, likely going to be on the roster for uh, the U.S. Open Cup, our first match on June 12th, opponent to be determined. Uh, but we haven't heard much from the front office. Uh, we've asked a, uh, we've asked some of our friends to ask Garth Lagerway about what's going on with that on, on their respective shows. And... We haven't really heard anything about what that looks like. Uh, we, I tend to think that Garth Lagerway has an allergy to U.S. Open Cup in general <laughs> and isn't really interested in non-professional uh, silverware. What do you guys think about that? We've talked about this on Hands Free Footy before that um, a trophy matters when you care about it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the supporter shield doesn't matter until that's the one you've got. Right, right, right. And I think it's the same with the Open Cup. But the funny thing about the Open Cup is the Sanders have four of them. Uh-huh. And that's, like, Everybody the first wants... ones that we got. And yep. so it's a part of our legacy. It has mattered to us in the past, and it matters to the fans. And, like, the fact that it doesn't matter to Garth, like, if everyone was on board with that, it yep. would be fine but the fact that it matters to some of us and not to him is why everyone's super mad yep so i can't argue with any of that uh but what's the what's the solution do you think that garth lagerway is going to find some middle ground and actually support this competition or is he just focused on mls and that's it i think that what you're going to see in the first round of the open cup and i'm assuming the match is going to be played in tacoma i'll be having a confirmation on that yeah it'll is be in tacoma here it'll be here is a lineup pretty Talk similar is a lineup pretty similar to what we saw uh, when they sent the uh, Sounders reserves down and played. You're going to see basically a mix of you're going to see uh, the Sounders senior roster reserve plus Danny Lave in the midfield. And that, that team's right. and that team's yeah. going to play against Sacramento in the first round, and if they advance Portland in the second round, 
Um, I'm not. If they advance. Uh, oh, listen. I said yeah. if. Wow, yeah, yeah. Mr. Positive over here. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, what? I mean, yeah, but, no, you're I mean, wrong. I mean. Also, <laughs> if, if I, I may, actually, this pivots. I can be cynical, or I can tell the truth, or right. both. This pivots Andrew, to a question yeah. that Tim asked, if you, if you want to go there really yeah, fast. Yeah, go for it. Um, like, how would you, like, what would you want to see with the Open Cup? With the Open Cup, I would I would expect to see um, some some strong. I, I, it's the Sounders FC. It's the Sounders. Yep. So I, I'm not expecting in the fourth round that we're putting uh, Lodero there, but I, I might want to see Rodriguez, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I might want to see. Uh, I'm not going to see Ruiz Diaz there, but Will Bruin should be playing, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to see. Uh, 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 maybe I want to see Kihi and Marshall, depending on roster congestion at their uh, uh, match congestion at that time, right? So I mean, I, I want them to put out a roster that indicates that they give a flying fuck. At least that's half what I want. At least half the A team, yeah. right? Uh, not the Flounders B team, uh, the Sounders A team. One okay. thing I will say about uh, US Open Cup, and I think a way to make the tournament better is, is that the lower league team should host that fourth round match. Yeah. Like every MLS team should go to the lower league team and help them sell out the stadium. That's I, good for lower league like soccer. That. That's good for just all the way around. There has been uh, a little bit of chatter about US Open Cup and how um, uh, the, the, the there has... In the past 10 years, there has not been a non-MLS team that has won it. And there has also uh, not been more than 10 out of 12 teams that go past the uh, past the fourth round um, that, that, that are MLS teams. Well, right? I, nobody thinks that Cinderella is going to win. I don't right. care about Cinderella winning. Right. I'm just saying that it would be good for the development of the lower division teams to help them sell out their stadiums and get some revenue, to help them develop and sign players. Yeah. If the MLS was, teams win, I want to see Des Moines Menace like only you make a run, like, or, or whomever. <laughs> Reno eighteen sixty eight or Tampa, or Bay, Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, exactly. The Florida soccer I, soldiers who have a GoFundMe going. Dude, right now. seriously, right? Wait, did you like, that up? Just no, no, it's a real thing. <laughs> Florida soccer soldiers. <laughs> I saw it before the game. Uh, uh, I just want to see them play the No Limit Soldiers. But, but honestly, listen, listen <laughs> I nineteen ninety seven. All right, all right. I You're want, welcome. <laughs> More than that, I want our front office to care about this competition because it's a significant part of our legacy over care the past like 10 do, years. Care, care like we I'm do, bro. Care like we do. I'm serious. Like, like I'm feeling like, you know, 3252 right now. Care like we do, man. Steven, you're feeling a lot of things today. I feel a lot of things, and I feel that this has been an amazing show already. Uh, do we want to look forward to Fresno uh, on May 26th or Galaxy 2 against 520 uh, on May 29th? No. Or, yeah, no. Yeah, I'm like, what are we going to mm. pray? Yeah. yeah, you got to pray. Just honestly, to make it to honestly it's, it's oh, tonight. Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna not just MC Hammer, but like lower quality yeah. MC Hammer. You're gonna go there. Here's what I want to see today. I want to see Sam Rogers play well and stay healthy this match, and yep. I want to see them not surrender four goals. That's it. And yeah, and that would be growth. That's what we call growth, ladies and gentlemen. I think so. All uh, right. Uh, so, any uh, any parting thoughts uh, for what's coming up for Seattle Sounders after Philadelphia Union? It's a good team this year. I'm I'm actually like I may be throwing shade about our chances in Philly, especially after seeing that lineup. Well, right? I mean, you're like, wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> I'm all about the pizza off. I'm all about the pizza. So, but, but in general, like our next match is is uh, day before Memorial Day this Sunday against Sporting KC. 
at uh, away, and this you know a that's a good time to be playing Sporting KC. Yeah, well, half their team is injured. Mm-hmm. I'll take uh, so real talk. I will take one point out of these two matches. I think that's pretty realistic. Yeah. And two points, I would cream my pants. And wow, okay. And then <laughs> six days later, we're playing FC Dallas away. Who? Dallas. Cares. Yeah. <laughs> I care. I mean, uh, name three Dallas starters. Yeah. <laughs> is Breck Shea still in Dallas? Shaq Bray. Shaq motherfucking Bray. He's in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, Not yeah. Vancouver? <laughs> no, Atlanta. No. Dallas coach right now? Is that still Oscar? No, because he no. went to Mexico. Yeah. Oh, Pereo went to Mexico, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. We know nothing about Dallas. They're trash. Luchy Gonzalez. All right. Um, so, at any rate, uh, I am Steve. Thank you so much to Hands Free Football for coming on and talking with us, Dave no and Carol. Thanks for inviting us. It's yeah, been fun. It, I, I thought it was a blast, man. Anytime, uh, Andrew Ham. Oh. I was just gonna say, anytime I can uh, throw shit at uh, Nate here. Oh yeah, congrats, oh, yeah. Belgium. <laughs> Congratulations, Belgium. That's right. Uh, and Andrew Hammond, uh, Aham TNT on the yes. Twitters. Uh, I tweet a lot, so I'm. I, I really don't apologize, honestly. There's there's no apology to made. It is the Good. Twitters. Nate from Tacoma, thanks for joining us today. You'll never walk alone unless you're Andrew. Go Liverpool. <laughs> uh, join us at uh, Doyle's uh, uh, at Doyle's Pub tonight. Uh, you won't hear this because I'm not putting this out. But also join us at Doyle's Pub on June 1st for Liverpool versus Tottenham in the Champions League final. Let's go. That's a one. That's a one leg, right? Yep. That's it's for all the mobbles. Day Madrid. All right. Uh, so uh, June first, Saturday, June fourth, first Doyle's Public House, two thirteen St. Helens Avenue in Tacoma, Washington. Whatever, you're fine. whatever. It's in it's in the two hundred block. You can't miss it. Uh, all right, Dave, Carol, Nate, Andrew, and hey, Mike Bolzomi. Thanks for uh, listening in. Right on. Uh, this has been the. Flounders B Team Podcast. Flounders B Team is a production of Channel 253. You can listen to such podcasts as Interchangeable White Lady, The Nerd Farmer Podcast, and other amazing local civics-oriented and culture-oriented podcasts. Check out channel253.com slash membership. $4 a month will get you all kinds of really cool special benefits like early releases of certain podcasts and special events and... Uh, member thank yous and all kinds of cool stuff and hell uh, if you uh, cite the Flounders B team I will send you a sticker <laughs> oh you got the goat screams that's like a goat hum <laughs> and with la- that but- ladies and gentlemen we are fucking out of here bye This is Channel 253.